Welcome to Me First, a podcast where we shine the light of scripture on our own lives, making sure that we are living up to God's standards before we begin to assess others. From 2001 to 2010, I was mistreated, verbally abused, and threatened by a man who seemed intent on making my young life miserable. I was just 13 years old when I first met him at the park while sitting on a blue, squeaky, and partially rusted bench with his stepdaughter, who was my best friend. This man, who I had never met before, lifted his pointer finger in the air and waved it in my face. He told me that I was a bad influence on his daughter and that he didn't want to see me around her anymore. And I stood there in disbelief because I never considered myself to be a bad influence to anyone. I'm not sure how he came to this conclusion, but he spoke these things to me with such conviction and authority and it left me speechless. Over the next couple years, it was more of the same thing with greater intensity. I was a young guy who enjoyed being with this man's daughter, and during that time in my life, I needed that friendship, so I clung to it, and I suffered for it. Now, it's said that trauma can have a wide-ranging impact on teenagers, affecting their mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Some symptoms include emotional symptoms like anxiety, depression, fear, guilt, cognitive problems, and a tendency to blame oneself, and I became the embodiment of all of that. I quietly and angrily suffered, but I didn't let anyone know about it, not even my parents. And with each interaction with him, a part of me felt like it died. I could never understand how he could treat a kid so badly, and so I started to monitor every move I made to make sure he could say nothing bad about me, but it didn't work. I was trying to be perceived as a good boy to someone who didn't care, and this really messed me up. But then something happened. About a year before his death, he lost his driving privileges due to his declining health and my best friend didn't have her license yet. Now, he still needed to get around, run errands, and go to the doctor's appointments and all of that, but no one was available except me. Even in my pain, though, there was a piece of my heart that was still sensitive enough to offer him help when he needed it and that's what I did and it was through this act of kindness that I was able to find forgiveness true forgiveness godly and biblical forgiveness in my heart I realized that this man's actions were not a reflection of my worth as a person Now, scripture says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. 
And I was able to forgive this man who had really traumatized me and hurt me so deeply. And so I ask you today, have you ever been mistreated or abused by someone? And how did you respond? Were you able to find forgiveness in your heart? My prayer today is that we can all strive to love and forgive even when it's difficult. You know, just as a loaf of bread takes many ingredients to make, so too does forgiveness take many ingredients to come to fruition. But just as a loaf of bread nourishes our bodies, forgiveness nourishes our souls. So my prayer is that we strive to be like bread, nourishing ourselves and those around us through forgiveness and love. Thanks for joining us on Me First. We hope this podcast has encouraged you to focus on your own spiritual growth and to be an example of God's love and grace to those around you.